the world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash Patreon. journey of conversations on the fringe the physical universe is basically playful it isn't going anywhere the physical universe is basically playful Let's all embark on another it journey. going anywhere. That is to say, it doesn't have some destination that it ought to arrive at. But that it is best understood by analogy with music. I grew up next to a forest, and I really love connecting with that earthy energy still. It's something that really grounds me, to be immersed in nature something that lets all mental clutter drop away and sort of clear the channel for ideas to come through. I use watercolors in my paintings to express my deep connection to the element of water. I use water as a metaphor for consciousness and I feel that our consciousness and our emotional landscapes very much mirror this dance, this ethereal place of becoming and growing. 
music and nature are one. They are both about harmony and the right proportions. It's not color or sound that is harmonious in itself. It's the blending, the framing, the way it's arranged that creates harmony. An ever-flowing dance between form, vibration, flow, and energy. There's always this elemental intelligence and force driving the growth of everything. Elemental intelligence is the intelligence of nature. It's an innate wisdom that lives in the bodies of everything that is alive. We are made of many elements that come in different forms and each one of them has an intelligence that tells it what to become. Being in the forest at night and you know, you look up to the night sky and it's both, it's kind of eerie and beautiful at the same time. You're just so in awe by, you know, the, the beauty and the tranquility around you. And I think that's something that I try to encapsulate in my music, that undercurrent of depth, which could be called fear, but it really is embracing the unknown, you know, it's just like that, that part that we're not sure of. I'm here to give nature that voice and to allow us to come closer in a space of deep communion with every aspect of nature because it is what sustains us on this planet. Welcome to the weekend, everybody. This is Conversations on the Fringe. I'm your host tonight, Vince Taglavia, in place of Josh Reed. That was a wonderful video. Uh, shout out to Ye for sharing it over on the Red Pill on the social Red Pill app, I believe. Uh, I think Ye posted that, right? Yep. You yep. didn't send that to me. Yeah, no. Ye posted that tonight. Elemental Intelligence of Music and Art, a short film by Beth Lishman, Eileen Hall, and Robot Coke. And uh, it is relevant to what we're talking about today. Today's show is called The Power of Our Minds. And of course, Roxy's here joining me. Uh, Josh is traveling, so we're here holding down the fort and uh, keeping that Friday show rolling for y'all. Conversations on the fringe. By the way, um, open lines. If anybody wants to come in and join us in this conversation, you are welcome to. And come on in. send me a message on the social red pill and I'll send you a link to come in here. Uh, socialbreadpill.com you're probably already a member if not it's free to create if an, not, an why account not? if not why not i know i i, I know i don't know <laughs> i was asking them not you oh i know oh i know <laughs> oh i know i get it so uh nate or fig or rmu or raja or ben or m fans or rpg i'm not gonna name everyone you guys are all welcome to join just uh the send brave me ones Open lines, folks. If not, that's okay. We're going to continue the show. Maybe Summer will jump on later, but she's on the road too, so she may. Oh, not. okay. Yeah. Well, it fits the uh, in the chat. Jenica was saying during the video that she misses conspiracy theory showdown. I saw now, that. Fits with what we're was, saying because the power of laughter, the things that can help your body. It was so fun. 
we have like 10 episodes of that yep. in the archives. I actually just texted Guy and said, hey, Guy, the Fringe group in chat is asking if uh, they, they missed Conspiracy Theory Showdown. Would be really cool if you come back for a guest. We could plan like a guest thing. That, that would, would be, be so fun. That would be really cool. We did so many episodes of that. They're all out there still. Really fun. Nate yeah. says, holy shit, I didn't do my hair. Put a hat on, Nate. It's fine. <laughs> I should talk. I, I did. The barber. This morning I was all red-faced and didn't have any makeup on. No, no, I made sure to fix myself up for Friday night. It's Friday, everybody. We made it. It came fast, Nate was saying, and it did because of that holiday. It'll get you. Interesting how that happens. Yep. Man. Well, the power of our minds. I have all the things that you sent me, Roxy. We can start with that stuff. But uh, I just want to acknowledge the power of our subconscious minds, really, and how much it affects us. And I don't think most people really think about this, especially what we call NPCs, right? They think yep. they just get stuck. I mean, by the time, and it happens to all of us, uh, by the time you're 30, 35, all your habits are set in stone. All your thoughts are automatic. You're kind of like, especially with older people, you know, 65, 75, 85, 95, 105. You're, they're like, you know, they say you can't teach an old dog new tricks. It's because you get very set in your ways. You've, yeah, you get I think very set. Even in once your ways. you hit your 40s, you are set in your ways. Yes, it's true. If you aren't like, if you've never been married by the time you're 40, it would be very difficult for someone who's not married. Or, you know, not living with someone to all of a sudden start living with someone. Marriage is a scam, Roxy. Everyone knows that. What? said marriage is a big scam. Everybody knows that. No. I've been married 34 years. I'm under the firm belief it is just a contract. that, uh, That just dropped. I don't know what happened. Roxy, you're still there. Okay, I'm going to hide Roxy uh, just for a moment. Hold on. Sorry, everybody. Hey, what's up? Oh, she's on the phone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, um, yeah, the human mind, it's more powerful than any computer ever made. It can perform an estimated 20, 10 quadrillion operations per second. Remarkable. And then there's the subconscious aspect of that. A lot of those things we don't think about, they just happen. Actually, what we do think about and do is just a small portion of that, a small percentage of uh, the processes happening in our brains. And it's just interesting. Uh, the crazy thing, too, about our subconscious and uh, is that it, it can't distinguish reality from thoughts. And bad dreams are a good example, or good dreams, or just dreams in general. You'll, physio- you'll physiologically respond to these imaginative, imaginative experiences while you rest. And um, it just opens a door into what can we do? Can we manipulate our minds, our subconscious, and, uh, and uh, improve our lives, essentially? Welcome back. Sorry about that, guys. That's okay. Sparky is... Uh... For those of you that don't know, Sparky is my son. He's on the app. He's uh, been sick the last five days throwing up, and they were in the ER getting him some fluids because his wife was getting worried, and she just called with a status update. 
and they're going to be on their way home in about 15 minutes to pick up the little guy. So I had to take that one. Sorry about that. Good news. Good news. Good. Get well soon, Sparkles. (laughs) So I was just talking about the power of the mind and the subconscious and how the mind can't distinguish reality from fiction. Like if you imagine something or if you have a dream, you're, you physi- physiologically respond. Yep. And it, it brought me to, um, that brings us to like the placebo effect. Mm-hmm. Or have you heard of the nocebo effect? Oh, Sparky's watching. Look at that. He said, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Vince. <laughs> awesome. Have you heard of the nocebo effect? Nocebo? Yeah. No, not nocebo. It's basically the opposite of placebo effect. It's where you can cause a negative um, result from your thinking. Whereas the placebo effect is you take a sugar pill, you think it's going to do something, you think it's yep. a real drug, and you actually physiologically respond to the I've placebo. I've never heard it called nocebo, but I've definitely heard of your psychological making yourself worse. Yeah, it's, it happens with hypochondriacs, people who believe they're always getting yep. diseases or sick, yep. and it can actually cause illnesses. It's that's how powerful our minds are. Absolutely. It's a remarkable thing. The the crazy thing is, is I always remember this when people say, you know, um, what, what you're talking about, the, the nocebo. I've never heard it called that, but when I was in labor with Sparky, funny enough, um, it was my first child and my husband kept going over and I was 20 years old. I would go over, he would go over and close the door. And every time a nurse would walk in, she'd leave the door open. And there was a woman in the next room or down the, I don't know, she was screaming really loud. And my husband said, when I heard her, I would start, when I would have a contraction, I would start talking louder and I would start acting more like I was in more pain. If I didn't hear her, I, I mean, it was just regular. We could do the breathing. We could do the, you know, but otherwise yeah. I'd start getting, I'd start getting agitated. I see more. what you're saying. It changed the whole vibe of the room. Yes. Yes. It changed even sound. And, you know, the sound of someone else in pain was making me feel like I was in more pain than I really was. It was stressing you out. Yeah. Yes. It's interesting. Yep. And totally, that's an automatic totally thing. And I think it's a really powerful exercise to when you experience things like that to acknowledge what's going on and to just be self-aware and conscious of it and be like, oh, wow, you know, I'm feeling this emotion after this happened. And uh, I think um, it's a good exercise to reflect on that. And then you could do whatever you want from there. But it's an interesting tactic. I do that a lot, especially when like things just when I just like react as like an asshole. I do that a lot. I'm like, why am I acting like that? You know, yeah. Um, like especially to people I love and friends and things like that. Like, why did I just like that's crazy? And uh, self reflection and awareness goes a long way. And uh, I think that's it makes what, us better people. What? That's what being a caregiver is so difficult because you're dealing not only as the person who's ill going through the stress but the caregiver is not sleeping well Mm -hmm. is not you know and they go through stress i've gone through multiple surgeries Mm. with all of my kids with my husband and the ones that my daughter had were particularly difficult and i I remember at one point looking at her and i was so tired and i said something like i i don't even remember it was it was not nice it was like i think you're overreacting i think you're you know and 
it, she had an ACL surgery and it wasn't uh -huh. an overreaction. She was in pain. And, but I, and then I apologized to her because I was like, I'm tired. I am, you know, but it happens. And then mm -hmm. what the caregiver says to the person who's sick or recovering has an effect on them as well. So it's very difficult. And you have to acknowledge when you're a caregiver as well to maybe take a break or step back. And that's with older people, you know, the elderly, because the elderly, they yeah. take it particularly hard when you say things and you're, you know, you're being a caregiver mm. for them. So, I mean, it's, it's really interesting how just the words of a loved one can affect your health. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't have to. No. You could reframe these things and you could yes. control yourself. You have to be very aware of yourself. And unfortunately, a lot of people aren't. But life. No, it's hard. I'm not even. Difficult. It's hard. Oh, I'm not picking on anybody. I just said right there, I was, at, you know, I did something very bad. So, you know, I mean, it happens. Oh, Vince froze up. We wait and see how long. How long does it take? How long does it take? Somebody get a screenshot of this one. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> and he's not coming back. <laughs> this is funny. Okay, I'll talk about some stuff that I was going to talk about. Um, he has some videos that I sent him on the power of laughter and healing, the power of music and healing, the power of touch and healing. So hopefully we'll be talking about all that stuff. Um, wow, this is taking a really long time, Vince. I don't know what he's doing over there. Yeah, I'm thinking he might have to restart the stream. Did we totally lose him? We might, oh, we might have totally lost him. This will be interesting. I'm waiting to see on my iPad. Oh, yeah, I'm still going. Okay, guys, it's just me. Wow, this is interesting. This has never happened before. Yes, I know I'm still on, Sparky. Um, so Vince will be back, I'm sure. But one of the surprising things I found in my research that I was doing when we were talking about this topic earlier today was that a lot of medical institutions are doing research regarding all of these things, um, regarding music and healing, um, the power of touch and healing, um, and the power of laughter. It's really super interesting to me because I wouldn't have thought that many doctors would be doing these alternative type um, treatments. And it's um, more prevalent than I thought. Uh, I was watching a video and the problem is I can't show you guys any videos because I don't have control of the con. Um, all I can do is talk. So um, the videos are very interesting because you actually have... Um, doctors veteran doctors teaching these new kids coming out of medical school the power of healing touch and talking to your patient and as many of us know that's just not something that we see a lot anymore because with the electronic health record and the develop of the electronic health record doctors have been put in a position where they more than ever are required to stick you in a time slot and stay on that schedule. And to me, I always had to talk to doctors and tell them, you know, just because you have to put things into your computer, 
doesn't mean you have to lose that one-on-one contact with your patient. Because I used to work on an electronic health record in my former career. Um, But what happens is they have a computer right in front of them and they feel like they're looking down and they're typing. And they can't stop typing because they have to finish that because in 15 minutes they got to move to the next patient and make sure that they have all their notes in the system. So it's really interesting to me that there are doctors still out there who are working on these alternative um, type treatments because it it was very reassuring to me that that's what's happening. Um, I don't know if any of you have found that with your doctors. I actually um, have a new primary care physician, which is very unsettling because my primary care physician that I did have had to leave his job um, because he wouldn't get vaccinated. He was the best primary care physician we've ever had. All of my family saw him, my kids, my grandson, everybody. Um, but the large institutions got rid of their doctors. And I kind of wonder if any of you have had that uh, or experienced where you've lost your doctor because it's very unsettling, especially for someone like me that I have all of the different problems that I have. But um, he was one of those doctors that was one of those alternative medical kind of doctors. And I just got a text. I wonder if that was Vince. Let's see. My system is down, not coming back up. Oh my, well, (laughs) I don't know what we do here. Um, I can't show you videos. I can't have anybody else come in and talk. Um, Hmm, interesting. Okay, so let's see here. Let's see what the other thing um, that I was looking at. Um, National Library of Medicine. I thought this quote was kind of interesting. which is the National Library of Medicine is run by the government and it's the National Center for Biological Information. Oh, look at this. Vince is saying, can you post in chat? I have to cancel due to technical difficulties. I don't think I can resolve this quickly. Well, this sucks. Um, I could keep talking, but I don't know if you guys want to just hear, sit and listen to me talk. Um, This was on the healing power of laughter. The National Library of Medicine actually has articles on the healing power of laughter. I thought that was super interesting. Nope, and there we go. Hello. Hey, is this still live? It was. Oh, I guess we're back. What do you mean we're back? I'm the, the, the live stream is back now, I'm back on. And everyone can hear you because you're on my iPad. The live stream stayed live. I've been talking about um, the healing power of laughter and the National Library of Medicine. Um, Vince doesn't know what's going on. Well, I can't. My computer's completely crushed. I can't even get on. Yep. I, I don't know. I can't get on. It's very strange. Is your computer, did you need to shut your computer down? <laughs> no, I don't want to troubleshoot. Um, well, I can't get on rocks. Well, we can shut down the stream and start a new stream if you want. 
I can't do anything. Oh, Nate says this is hilarious because everyone can hear you talk me talking to you. It does suck. Um, I can't even I can't even stop the stream. It's a problem too. Hmm. I could. I can. If, if I shut it off, then it probably will stop. Do you have an end stream option? Oh. Uh, I. Hmm. I do not see an end stream option. I just see a leave option. Yeah. So that's. All right. Um. Oh fuck. All right. I'm gonna have to figure this out. I'm not sure what to do. Um, you want me to keep talking or you want me to just tell everybody, uh oh, you can keep talking if you want, and you could also just leave and it's just going to keep running, but, uh, I got to try to resolve this. Okay. And then I'll hop on. I don't know how long it's going to take. This is like, okay. I don't think I, I might not be able to do it. So, um, I'll call you back in a little bit and feel free to just, uh, take uh, off. I'll keep talking if they want to, if they want me to keep talking, I'll keep talking. The problem is I can't run any videos because I'm not in control of the I screen. Know. So I know. I, I'll take a poll. Now, I'll tell you this. Can they, hear me they I, can everyone hear Vince on the, can you guys hear him? Oh, I'm waiting for the chat to tell me if they can hear you. So there's a delay. Yes, they can hear you clearly. Okay, so before I go and try to fix this, I was about to say, because uh, you were talking about healthcare and how it affects uh, morale and uh, at the end of the day, your health or people's health. Correct. And I was reading today about a study that was done on these people that had, uh, they needed knee surgery. And there were a couple of groups of people. I think it was like four people. Two of them were giving a, given a knee surgery mm -hmm. because they were in pain and they had issues. The other two were given a fake surgery, so a placebo surgery. All they did was make little incisions and not actually perform the surgery. Interesting. And they all, oh, excuse me, all four people reported less pain and healed fine and had positive results from the fake and real surgeries. And that's just a interesting placebo effect right there. That's all completely in the mind. It, that's, so the people actually. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've heard of this before. And when people have um, even regular surgery, they sometimes give people um, pain meds that aren't as necessarily as strong, but the people think it's stronger. The doctor just says, Oh, these are, these are really good pain medication. And it's a very minimal amount of pain medication just to manage the pain. And people go crazy. They, they think it's amazing. They're like, that was the best pain medication you've ever, I've ever had post-surgery. And they feel like they're getting, you know, real medication. So I, the placebo effect is a real thing. Just like you said, the nocebo effect is a real thing. So if you want to keep talking, Vince, we can talk like this. Everybody in the chat says they can hear you just fine. Okay. That's up to you. Well, yeah, I think that's fine. Uh, yeah, we could do that. Uh, because. But you get to look at me. But if, I, if I'm going to fix this, I have to get off. Oh, then okay. Um, then you get off. But I, but I don't think 
know if I can, so let's just do this, and then we'll get off of either running, and I'll fix it later tonight. Okay. Actually, I might not be able to fix this till the morning, so I'm kind of like, ugh, this might have to run, or I might have to hit up Josh to see if he could do it remotely. But anyway. At least you don't have coffee tomorrow. No coffee tomorrow, but we have Freedom Gardens, so I have to oh. get up early and fix this. Okay. With making or with Elin, and I think she has a guest, so I want to try to get it fixed for her before that, so I could uh, set her up on some of our channels. Anyway, so I guess open line is out uh, tonight, guys. Just so you know, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry, folks. We're doing our best with yep. what we got right now. So that's right. Um, which is fine. I'm, it's me and Rocks. Yep, you got it. We got this. But um, so I was. I heard this monk talk about reprogramming his subconscious mind. Yes, and I've heard of that too. Have you, have you heard of prayer beads? Yes, absolutely. And a lot of people call them prayer beads. Monks have them. And there's like, I think there's 108 or something like that. Uh, yeah, I don't know what don't religion know. has them though. What religion does prayer beads? Does anyone know? It's like Buddhism or something. Yeah, uh, well, think about it. Catholics have rosaries, so right. Those are that's a form of that's prayer bead. Yeah, yeah, it is a prayer bead. And he said, you know, people call it prayer beads, but um, really, it's like a mantra bead. He says, what we'll do is we'll come up with a very concise mantra, and we will repeat it the one hundred and eight times, or however many beads there are for each bead, and we'll go through and we'll do this as a practice. And it basically just brings them peace. It brings them, it, it, it keeps them positive. So they can say, you know, I, um, I am happy and healthy and whatever, you know, and just positive affirmations, essentially. Jenica's uh, saying prayer beads are part of Islam. So that's. Okay. Ooh. Maybe it's Islam too. Whatever it is. I mean, it's a good practice to have positive, a positive outlook on things, even though things are shitty. Right. Yep. Like a lot of days I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I you know, you wake up and you're like, I got to do this and that. You're thinking of all your problems and all your things. And you just are like, all right, well, let's get going. Or, you know, I got to go to work and I fucking hate my job, all this stuff. Right. But yep. uh, positive reinforcement is something that I bring back kind of at the end of every day. I'm always like thankful for the day, regardless. And I say it out loud and I thank people around me. And, you know, I don't know. It just helps me. Affirmations are important. And, uh, and if you have yeah. affirmations you say daily, it's important for people to put, you know, it puts your mind right. Even I find that saying things in the morning is what's mm -hmm. best for me. I have a little plaque outside my door. I've talked about it before. It says, take time for the quiet moments because the world is loud and God whispers. Mm -hmm. I also have multiple shirts from uh, the musical Wicked that say I'm defying gravity because every day I'm vertical is a bonus because I have MS. Um, when I go yeah. down to Disney, I, have, I wear a button that says I'm celebrating being vertical. I'm always reminding yes. myself that it's a blessing. Every surgery I've gone into, I have a little Mickey Mouse I take with me and he has a pin, two pins on him. One is from my... Um, my grandmother, who died when I was two and a half, and she gave me a little holy pin when I was born. Yeah. And that's on Mickey. And the other one is a American flag pin from my other grandma who died. Um, 
Oh, yeah. she's gone about eight years now. But those things that I feel like I have my guardian angels with me. And, you know, it again, those are things that just make you feel like you're not alone. All of those yeah. things are important to a human psyche. Mm -hmm. That's why what they did during COVID was such a travesty to take away the connection from people to their loved ones, to oh, yeah. the, the things that oh, yeah. were important to you. You took away touch. That's huge. You took away touch. Okay. You took yeah. away hugs, yeah. hugs. You couldn't see people. How much do you, you know, think about it. When you're on the phone with someone, you know, how much do you really laugh? I mean, it, we had FaceTime and stuff, but when you're in a group of people, laughter is contagious. And, um, yeah, you know, when you, what, what do you do when you walk in a room? You, you know, if you know people. I don't know about you, but I hug people, you know, I, I, I give people kisses. I, you know, yeah. you at least at a minimum, you handshake. They even took that away. Those things are so important. So before to, we get more into that, yeah. the touching, mm -hmm. I want to tell you a couple stories. Okay. So, on mindset before we do. Yep. <laughs> really into this. Can you hear me okay? Yep. Okay. So today I went to the grocery store. And this old man was having a conversation with another person, and they're like, "Hey, how you doing? Good to see you." And he goes, "He says, oh, I'm doing really good. You know, I told myself that uh, I set off, I set a goal to live forever, and so far I'm doing really great. I'm really proud of myself. How are you?" It's like, you know, obviously no one's going to live forever, right? But that mindset is so wonderful. He's going to have a long and great life to its full extent that way, and it's rather than Rather than the opposite mindset of, oh, I'm so mortal, I could die today, I, might, I probably will because my house is in decline, and all this stuff. I think that really, it's uh, that type of mindset's underestimated, and I was just, I was like, that's a really interesting thing to say. But um, I agree. Really. Actually, I didn't have a really challenging day, but everybody around me was having a really challenging day, because things weren't going right. Okay? And um a lot of projects were going wrong and we wanted to get shit done for the day and it just wasn't happening and there everyone's kind of at each other you know a lot of negativity and i was just like i'm not gonna fucking let this get to me i'm gonna figure out solutions we're gonna get through this and i'm gonna have a fucking good day and at the end of the day everybody was happy and we got shit done that needed to get done so it's just like i think um Things don't have to be as shitty as they are sometimes. And it just takes a little effort for people to understand. Like, well, I think that um, people having a bad day is contagious. Yeah. When I, I used to I just work, make the conscious effort not to participate in that, especially like, yeah, I just don't. I don't care. When I, I used to work in an office setting, people, I don't care. When I worked in an office yeah. setting in cubicle world, Bad days were contagious. Once one person had a bad day, it really could roll, depending on how many people you were interacting with. Yeah. Yep. Um, my, I used to have a boss who would tell me, if I came in and I was having a bad day, oh, the one time he called me in his office, he goes, is everything okay? And I'm like, it's fine. You know, like, 
I wasn't going to spill my guts to my boss. I don't even remember what the problem was. But I said, yeah, why? And he goes, you sure? Because you don't seem like you're having a very good day. And I'm like, well, you know, there's last life happens and stuff's going on. And he goes, well, you, it has to be something pretty serious because you kind of just roll with the punches and you don't, you know, he says, and everybody else seems to be picking up on your, you know, that you're not doing so hot today. He says, when you're good, everybody seems to be good. But when you're not good, and I'm like, really? Like, I, I never really thought about it. He says, well, you're a very upbeat person. And so you kind of pull everybody up with you. He says, and people get used to that. And now today you're not doing so good. So everybody's kind of, he says, everybody's not doing so good. And I'm like, well, geez, that's a lot of pressure. on a person. <laughs> you know, I never even realized it. But then after that, I was very oh. conscious of it. And he was right. It was really bizarre. The team I had was so like in tune with, you know, like if I was in a good mood or in a bad mood, I mean, I guess I should be yeah. flattered that I have that kind of effect, but I, I don't know. I never really thought I did. So I became much more aware of the things I said and the things I did and because you don't want people, you don't want to pull people down, but yeah. it's also very hard to always be upbeat. Um, of course it's not realistic either. Right. And that's the thing. Like when I got my MS, people would say, how are you so cheerful? How are you, how do you deal with this? How are you? And I go, well, I'm the kind of person that either you get up and you, you deal with it. You put a smile on your face and you, you do the best you can, or you crawl in a hole and die. And I'm not a crawl in the hole and die kind of person. So yeah. attitude has a lot to do with it. And my grandmother was the same way when she had her breast cancer. She got, she had breast cancer, right? She had her hip replacement surgery and people used to tell her how, you know, how are you so positive? Cause she was in her early seventies and she's like, you just got to do what you got to do. And you see it all the time yeah. in hospitals. Once people feel like they're alone and they're there's nobody there to help them and they're just oh yeah they're unloved and they're not you know they're they're lost people give yeah. up nursing homes people give up unless they have some, yeah. that's why a lot of old people have pets pets are very oh. important for older people oh, because yeah. it's somebody who loves them it's somebody who needs yeah. them they need to be there to take care of them so they don't want to give up because they need to be, their dog needs them. Their cat needs them. When you think about that, I mean, and if you start putting people, that's the other thing with 15 minute cities and apartments and stuff like that, when people can't have pets, oh yeah, that becomes very difficult for a lot of people. And if they take, start taking, trying to get, yes, they're starting. Yeah. That's a push. No yep. pets. They're bad for the environment. Oh, yep. Animals are bad for the environment. You said, well, and animals consume resources. So if you can't have your pet, okay. look at the, you know, a lot of people are going to be a lot more negative about life in general as well. Because what do you do when you have a dog? I mean, I know Kevin, you take Kevin for walks. My daughter has a cat that's leash trained, but let's be honest. Most people don't walk their cat. But when you have a dog, <laughs> you get out and you walk your dog or you go and to the yeah, dog park. You interact 
yeah, you interact with other people with dogs. You know. Yep, you're getting out, you're exercising more. You know, yeah. Jenica said, you can literally die of loneliness when you have nothing to live for. That is exactly wow. right. Yeah. And John says that's why he has 19 cats. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 19 cats is a lot of cats, John. Yeah, but I get what you're saying. Yep. God, that's a little extreme. We're going to have an intervention. Yeah, I mean, everybody said lucky Kevin. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And Well, yeah. I was just going to say, pets also, we were going to go on the touch thing. Pets also, yeah, yeah. they hug you. They touch you. They rub up against you. You know? Oh, yeah. Let's get into that. Yeah. Um, so. I was telling everybody that, that there's do actually doctors out there who do, um, they teach these alternative classes on how to get doctors out of you know just sitting there on their computer or uh because it's hard yes. for doctors nowadays with you know being on the computer and they're they gotta spend so much only a certain amount of time with you so their big corporation can make money um yeah but there are certain institutions out there that are going back to teaching doctors the healing power of touch um just sitting there and talking to someone and putting your hand on their knee, um, holding their hand, can mean the world to someone who is scared or sick or they don't know what's going on with them. That's why it's so important when you know somebody goes into the emergency room, if they have a loved one with them, the loved one just sitting there holding their hand can reassure you. It can bring down your blood pressure. Oh yeah, and, and then unbelievably, the video you sent me, I can repost it. Yeah, I can repost that video you sent me eventually once I'm back up here. Yep. Gosh, but um, it's called human touch is a component of health and stress reduction that is usually underappreciated. I think is the title. Yes, and um, this doctor essentially he just goes into the hospital room and he basically kind of goes through a meditation in a way mm -hmm. and provides with touch and has you focus on certain feelings and goes through your different muscles and body and has you relax. It's basically a meditation practice. It's like a guided meditation yeah. almost. Yeah. Or hypnosis. Even. Yeah. Which I, I think there's a lot of overlap between that. Yeah. He's there's a woman who is laying there in this video and Vince will post the video. I'm sorry. We can't show it to you tonight. Um, but this woman is in pain and she's just laying there. And he says a lot of times when he's talking to people, he has a very soothing voice and he just, it, the people kind of drift off to sleep. And these are people yeah. who are in super, you know, amount of pain and he actually is on their deathbed or on their deathbed. And he can actually get them to relax and sleep, which is something that when you're that sick, yeah. Is a huge relief because maybe, you know, you'll be able to get up the next day and have a loving conversation with your family before you pass. Because when you think about right. it, a lot of these people are or, so in so much pain, they can't even have a conversation. Or just more days in general. Or Exactly. More days sleeping. in general. Exactly right. Yeah. And a lot of people, when you have cancer or a lot of these debilitating diseases, when my girlfriend passed away, one of the things that was so hard for her, she passed away of breast cancer and she had fought it for nine years. She had young children that were 
9 and 11. And she was in so much pain because she would didn't want to take the pain medication because she wanted to be clear of mind when she was talking to her children. So then after her children would visit for the day, she would be so exhausted. They would give her a pain medication and she would just, but this is when she was towards the end, but she wanted to be clear of mind. And a lot of people do that because they don't want to be taking the pain medication. They want to be able to talk to their loved ones because they want their loved ones to be remembered remember them that way this doctor is doing these patients a huge service in in being able to lessen their pain so they are able to either get better or at least spend more productive time in their last days which is just it's a gift of amazing proportion it's a gift of health yes man yep well, and a lot of people like I wish I wish we would have been able to have Summer come on, but um, yeah. Summer um, does massage, and I go for massages every two weeks because of the muscle tension in my body and everything. But at, when doing the research for tonight, I actually texted my uh, massage therapist, and I texted uh-huh. her a message, and I said, "Hey, watch this. You not only." How did I say it to her? I will read it verbatim. I said, see, our relationship is part of my well-being just as much as the touch. Because I've been going to her for eight or nine years now. And I consider her a friend and she considers me a friend. She doesn't just friend all of her friends on Facebook and stuff like that or all of her clients. Because, you know, that would be weird. But we've been, we've known each other for so long now. I went to her wedding. Um that she knows my family. I know stories about her family. I don't sleep during my massage because she talks to me and we have become very close friends. So it's not only the, you know, when someone touches you and you get a massage, it's if you know that person, if you have a relationship with that person, that's why it's so different when your significant other gives you a foot rub as opposed to just going to get a pedicure. Granny, going to get a pedicure and getting a foot rub is fantastic. But if your loved one sits there and you guys are relaxed and you're talking and, you know, that genuine expression of love and caring is there and you get the foot rub, man, there's nothing better than that. I don't know if anybody else right. can, can say that, but to me, you know, I've never had a massage, like a professional massage. Really? I yeah. highly recommend it. <laughs> That's what people are saying. I need to. Yeah, I know. It's, I know and I it's it. very, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I give a ton of credit to my massage therapist. And people tell me all the time, you're so lucky you get to go for massages every two weeks. My massages are not like the massages I used to get where it's just a nice, relaxing massage. Mine are therapeutic massages where she's working me and she's deep tissue and she's digging in my uh, sacroiliac joint, my, you know, all the, the bad places and I have huge knots. So, I mean, when I leave there, I'm tired. I'm, I'm yeah. a little exhausted, yeah. but it also helps me for the next two weeks till I see her again. And I fully believe, and so does my doc, so do my doctors, that that is part of why I'm doing so well. And why I've continued, I'm not in, you know, I don't have 
any assistive devices. If I go out into a big crowd, I will take my walker just because I don't want to any, little kids or anybody to jump, you know, trip me up or whatever. It kind of creates a little bit of space around me from everyone else, but that's the most I have. So to have MS for 12 years and knock on wood. Okay. I'll knock on my head. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing to still be, um, doing so well, but it's part of, again, part of the attitude. It's part of your diet. It's part of, you know, staying busy. You got to stay vertical. You got to stay busy. And Absolutely. a lot of people do not stay busy. Do not stay moving. Move. Yeah. People. It's, it's a huge not, part of your health. Huge part of your and health. And it's not fun. Nope. It's not fun. Like, oh, I didn't, you know, today I did a bunch of bullshit. I moved a bunch of wheelbarrows of sand, started to level out some ground. I laid a bunch of sod. But I bet you weren't uh, out there tried, doing it alone, were you? No. No. I tried to build my front steps and but again, that. And like, doing things together. I wake up like, oh, I'm so excited to do all this stuff. I'm like, no, I'm going to just you force yourself to go do it and you enjoy the reward after. And you were doing it together. Yeah. And that's, see, to me, I find that when I was working in the yard and stuff, doing stuff by, when I was alone is reward, you know, it's rewarding in that, but it's much more fun to do yard work together as a team. You got multiple people. That's why with, you know, where you replace a roof on your house and you're doing it yourself instead of having a contractor, you get a bunch of guys together. They got beer. You know, I used to make sandwiches and, you know, it, it's getting a bunch of people together and doing a job with friends is again yeah. far more enjoyable it's better for you because why you're interacting it's with other people less stress. yeah less stress the interaction with people is the key and that's what they want to take away from us i know again the touch yeah. the power of human touch the other one that i said to vince was the power of laughter they do medical studies on the power of laughter there's of i was looking, they have medical studies on the power of laughter in healing oh. and yes. that's what i was talking about um on the national what was it the national uh library of medicine or whatever the healing power of what laughter did you, did you send me that video of that guy with his he's like dr alan mandel yep Yep. And he did this thing where he's it's kind of like a meditation or a hypnosis thing, actually. And he's like, rub your hands together, feel yes. the heat, separate yes. your hands and just smile. Smile and feel the heat and send there, that heat. We'll post that video too, everybody. This was so such a cool video. And it's it's this doctor that I follow on YouTube. I did it. And I did too. I did it with him while he was doing it. And you take your hands and you rub them together. For like 45 seconds. I know you're all thinking Mr. Miyagi right now with Karate Kid. That's what I thought too. You rub them together for 45 <laughs> seconds. And you just rub them really hard. And you get them warm. You get them really warm. Smile. And you smile while you're doing it. Just smile while you're doing it. Do it right now with me, everybody. You just smile while you're doing it. And you get your hands really hot. And then you hold them apart. Like this. And you feel and you, you visualize the warmth moving up your arms and into your shoulders and into your neck and you can feel your muscles relax and it's kind of incredible 
I mean, like right now, I'm not really, I'm kind of tense because I'm, I'm doing this on camera, but it's, yeah. <laughs> but Vincent, I'll post that video too, because it's a really good you know what? video. I, early in my uh, aerospace career, which I did for almost 10 years, people don't know that. They think I'm just a media personality guy who does videos all the time, but I used to have a real job. You did. And all that. I remember. Now I have now I have many real jobs, but I used to be a nervous wreck. And especially when it came to like the early years of my career, when I had to go sit down with like the CEO of the company or mm -hmm. participate in a meeting. Well, yeah, anybody's nervous when you do that. Really? Okay. Yeah. Well, um, what I would do is I would do something very similar to what that video instructs you to do. Really? training yourself to take control of your emotions so like anytime i felt really good force myself to smile and i rub my leg like my thigh uh -huh. and that became a trigger for me to feel happy really because i don't need to because it's just i'm inherently i'm okay i don't get that stressed anymore or anxious but i would i would basically it's called a subconscious anger i would anchor a good feeling and every anytime i had a really good feeling i'd rub my leg or I'd force myself to smile and just feel, feel good, and I'd rub my leg. So then, eventually, you could just rub your leg and feel wonderful. Yeah. Well, there's so people that use the, the, the me. yeah, there's people that use the negative reinforcement. They put a rubber band around their wrist every time they, like, want to have a cigarette or eat a oh. brownie or something, and they snap the, the old pain. So every time then that they want something they shouldn't have, they actually feel that subconscious pain. Oh, it's like a negative reinforcement. Exactly. Huh. So that's a really wow, cool like, way of doing the positive reinforcement. Yeah. And after, you know, a couple of years, it takes a long time. But after a while, you stop getting nervous over stuff like that. And you start looking forward to it. And and uh, you grow as a person. Um, yeah. and I think that's just part of the normal development. But a lot of people don't ever, ever go for things because they're stopped by that fear. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. Like, fuck that fear. Get yep. over it and do it, and you're going to feel great after because you've accomplished something. Hey, everybody. Look who's here. He's out of the hospital. Sparky's on camera saying hi. <laughs> Sparky, glad you're back. Thank you, Vince. Get well soon. Yes, get well soon. Oh, trust me. I intend to. I don't like that place. Vince can't get back on, so. We'll do it live. Yep, yeah. that's what we're doing. We're winging it. All right, see you later. I, I, Take I, the child home. I shall. Love you. Have a good night. Have a good show. Thanks. Um, that's, you know, that's another thing. Older people, we talk about, you know, grandchildren. Talk about yeah. laughter. Children. Oh, gosh. Little kids laughter. Here this morning, Rob. Yep. Little what kids. What did Jenica send us today? <laughs> ugly babies. Oh, ugly babies. <laughs> but, yeah. People reacting to ugly babies. Yes. Oh, but sure. look at that. When yeah. people laugh. I've always said my most favorite thing in the whole world is babies laughing. Babies laughing is to me the best thing in the whole world. There is nothing I'm doing. It doesn't matter how mad I am, how upset I am, whatever. Babies laughing will always make me smile. Always puts me in a good mood. Doesn't matter. Laughter is contagious. Yes. Laughter is contagious. And if you don't believe that, just be in a bad mood and sometime and turn on a comedy thing. 
turn on a comedian that you love. And even if you're in a super bad mood, it may not pull you completely out, but it'll make you better. It will, it will defuse you from being completely, you know, like you're going to lose your shit. It will, Mm -hmm. it will. Absolutely. RPG says they have an exploding pen at work. I used to have, I used to have a, a jar of chocolate on my desk because people be like, how can you have that whole jar of chocolate on your desk? And I would just eat the whole thing. I'm like, no, I, I can have chocolate there. I'll never want it unless I want a piece of chocolate. But people would come by and if they were having a bad day, they knew I had chocolate there. And they'd stop and they, you know, they, they talk and they, you know, yeah. they feel better. Hey, okay. You feel better. That's great. If a little piece of chocolate can do that, amazing. And you got to talk and you feel better. <laughs> hey, I'm okay with that. Sometimes I gave hugs. Eh. Um, but laughter is is so I I have all kinds of stuff. I, I love pulling practical jokes. I love um I love nicknames. Nicknames? Yep. I can yeah. see that. Um I'm sure I'm sure everybody has different things that make them laugh. My daughter used to. Oh yeah. She became the expert of falling down, because for me, <laughs> you guys are all gonna think I'm a horrible person. I can't help laughing if someone like I'm not talking like hurts themselves on the ice fall down, but sometimes that can be funny too. Um, I'm talking like the crazy like fall down. It's you <laughs> like know like really, my daughter drawn out blunders. Yes, my daughter got really good at it. Where like if I'd be laying in bed, she could walk across the bottom, like the end of my bed, and just she would. She's so good at it. And falling? I, yeah, she's good at falling, fake falling to make me laugh. No. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, Jenica says she loves scaring people. You're coming up with good ones tonight, Jenica. God, I hate that. I I love scaring people too. <laughs> I love scaring JD, my grandson, because he thinks he's so dramatic. He's so dramatic when I scare him. He's like, I mean, scaring little kids is hilarious. And then once they're they're over it, they laugh so hard. They laugh so hard because like, do it again. But you can't scare them again because they know it's coming. Yeah. Oh, I just, I love, I, I, I'm trying to see if anybody's got any other ones. Sparky said, tripping kids for the wife. No, don't trip little kids. Oh, and somebody says, I don't think you could touch a coworker nowadays. Probably not. But I haven't been at, I haven't been working for probably eight years now. You're right. I probably couldn't hug a coworker. Oh, gosh. How horrible dangerous. is that too? We got to worry about... Uh, think about front. Think about kids in high school. You, I mean, are they able to even give each other hugs if they're feeling bad? Uh, yeah. Are they? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if they're allowed to, to touch <laughs> each other in school. I would hope you can give your friend a hug if they're feeling bad. But I mean, think yeah. about what our society is doing to children. When you took the masks, you know, put the mask on people's face. 
just a smile can make you feel better. Okay. And you the couldn't see people smile. All your senses are tied to this. Exactly. Um, Much like, less laugh. You couldn't even see someone smile. So how hard is this. that? And kids responded to that. Kids. Oh. Jade, my grandson used to look at people in the store and be like, he did not, he gave, you know, the side eye. He did not like people in the masks. He yeah, likes to awesome. see people's faces. Yeah. And little kids didn't have to wear the masks. Only adults did. So think about that. Your little kid, they can see your whole face, but you can't see theirs. How off-putting is me that? Up. Yeah. I mean. It did mess all of us up. Oh, yeah. I all of us up. I still see people with masks now. And I almost want to just be like, I almost want to talk to them, but I don't want to be mean at the same time. Uh, gosh. You know, um, yeah, that's incredibly messed up. Yep. Um, with the uh, reacting thing, when you're talking about scary, <laughs> scary, oh, yes. how funny it is. Uh, this is an interesting thing too. It's like that's an involuntary reaction. They get scared. They might shake. Their arms might quiver and don't. Mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't. It's a natural response. They might kind of turn away. Adults Same too. Same thing if they. Adults too. Same thing if we touch the hot stove or yep. something like that. You automatically, you automatically get away. And and then that's like an automatic sensory response. But then after that, you get in your head about it. Oh my gosh, I'm in pain. Oh my gosh, I'm hurt. All this stuff. Yep. And that's when the kids are crying five seconds later. That's another video oh, that I sent you, right? Oh, you sent me that? Yeah. Yep. I don't have it in the notes. I was yep. calling it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sensory video where you actually have, and I was very interested in that too. We can post that video as well because this doctor talks about how there's two sensory nervous systems is it's immediate reaction to pull your hand away from a hot burner, but then you realize you're in pain. And he said the easiest way to see it is with a child. You're right, because a child doesn't fully understand. They feel the heat, they feel the burn, but then they get scared because then you have that emotional reaction to it as well. And that's when your secondary, deeper nervous, nervous system kicks in. Um, it's very interesting how pain travels and how your brain can affect how drastically you feel it or don't feel it and how you can change what you're feeling. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. Um, and when I was doing, you know, my research for tonight, the other thing that, um, like I was talking about how this has really changed our children, you know, mm -hmm. all the, the touching and stuff like that. The other thing I looked into yeah. was, well, was music. of course. Oh, go ahead. What were you gonna say? Oh, me too. And uh, well, I was gonna say that. Remember, they put plastic between people in order for grandparents to see their grandchildren yep. or children. It was so horrific. It's sick. I it was just un unbelievable. But Absolutely. the music thing huge. I utilize music a lot, and that's another anchor. People don't realize it. It's like, oh my gosh, this is my love song. This is our song, right? People, yep. have, this is your best friend. This is our song. Or, you know, this is the song that I heard when I fell in love with, with the love of my life. This is our song. And these emotions are actually tied to these sounds. Yep. So if you listen to shit music with shitty lyrics, that's going to manifest in your life. A song can carry you back. For people that are younger, you don't, you, 
you don't understand as much as what I'm saying, but a song can carry you back to specific moments in your life. Like I hear there's a song in it right off the top of my head. I cannot remember which one it is. It's off the Michael Jackson bad album. But I remember when I first started dating my husband and I would get off of my second shift job and I was going down the freeway on a warm summer night and I was so excited to go see him and the, the song came on. And now every time I feel it or I hear it, I get that feeling and I'm like, you know, and I just start, my head starts going and I'm like, and I remember I take a, a breath and it just, it makes me happy. And those are the kind of things, like even songs you heard as a child, if yeah. for younger people, think back to songs you used to sing when you were little, whether it be Barney or, you know, a Disney song or whatever, those songs yeah. take, or Sesame Street, those songs take you back and can have a very, that's yeah. why parents teach their children those nursery rhymes or those songs from when they were uh -huh. little, because it gives you that happy memory. And yeah, it's, I mean, I do it with JD all the time with all the Disney music and um, there's music in elevators for a reason because it's calming and being in an elevator isn't always a pleasant experience. There's music in waiting rooms right. to soothe you while you're waiting because you're anxious. You don't want to, yeah. you know, you don't want to be sitting there, but it helps you pass the time even that, before cell phones, because now everybody's on their phone when you're in a waiting room, but yeah. And there's music in haunted houses. Yes. Every you know, single thing you do, if you listen, like if you're doing a, a task or you're doing, you're going to the store, they play music in the store. Oh God. To get they you, also play brainwashing stuff. Please do yes. this and do that. Vaccinated um, and it's brain. Be aware of what the heck you're ingesting. Every movie you down. watch. Think of uh, oh, the yeah. last great movie you watched. The soundtrack uh, to that movie is as spectacular as the movie because oh, I just bought the, the I just bought a James Bond soundtrack. Right, but these yeah. great movies like I just watched Gladiator again the other day, and the soundtrack on Gladiator is so amazing. Every Star Wars movie, John Williams did all the music for Star Wars, Indiana Jones. Um, I can't even name all the movies John Williams has done music yeah. for but those movies are iconic think of think of um the movie jaws bottom oh, yeah. bottom just two notes puts fear yeah. in your heart they play Absolutely. certain music like if you want before you go into surgery there's many doctors you can talk to and ask them what music they're going to be playing while they're doing your surgery because if I had a surgeon who was listening to hard rock or heavy metal, I probably, in my subconscious mind, that would make me very angsty. I wouldn't want that kind of music playing. You can play, you can ask the doctor if they can play certain music during your surgery. Oh, genius. It's, and my mom and my mom did it. My grandma did it. There's very, you know, the music you like, that's you personally like. No, I would want to know that my doctor liked it too, because I'd want him to stay focused. I mean, let's, you know, I can work yeah. with you here. 
let's, you know, if I, if you don't like that music, I want you to be happy too. Um, Sparky said heavy metal. Maybe they needed a bone saw. Yuck. That's terrible. Um, but you know, there is, there are, yeah, <laughs> see laughter. <laughs> um, there are studies about the healing power of music. When you're healing, when someone's in a coma, they tell you, do you know what kind of music the patient liked? Because when you listen to that kind of music, the person who's in the coma can still hear it. That's why they say, if you're going to talk negatively or talk about long-term prognosis about a person in a coma, don't talk about it in the room with the person in the coma. Because if they hear that, they their subconscious mind hears that negativity, they may never come out of it. The only things that should be said to a person in surgery is, or in surgery, in a coma, is very positive things. Don't, you know, and, and play music. Um, headphones. Like when I go into my MRIs, I have headphones on. They play music for you when you're in your MRI that's soothing to you. And they always say, what kind of music do you want? I said, put on Radio Disney because that music makes me feel happy. So I lay there and then I don't hear, a, you still hear the banging, but can, when I go into an MRI that doesn't have headphones, it's very unsettling when that's all you have to hear. And for anybody that's ever been in an MRI, you hear, bang, 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 I'm making really weird faces right now, so nobody takes screenshots of that. Um, but it's horrible. Yeah. It is absolutely horrible to hear those noises. Yeah. So at least if you have the music, it gets you through. And let's be honest, being in, in one of those tubes is not fun because you feel like a human torpedo. Um, it's and the last time, I don't think I told you this, Vince, the last time... Yeah. I went in for my MRI a couple months ago, right before, two weeks before I had my MRI. Yeah. One of those new, um, those horror movies that they've had like so many of, um, that were just came out when Indiana Jones and Sound of Freedom came out. The, the ones where the, the people are crawling across the floor and it's like people are possessed and the, the ghosts are coming to get them and the demons are coming to get them. The movie came out was gonna come out oh vince is back baby Woo, look at us um and oh my god they showed a person in the mri tube yeah and the guy's like hello hello because you have a thing they can hear you in when you're in the mri tube he's like hello hello and all of a sudden he picked his head up and he looked down at his feet and this thing was crawling up into the MRI tube. Oh, what the heck? And I'm like, oh, that is absolutely mm. the worst thing I've ever seen. He returns, huh? <laughs> he returns. What an It episode. was the worst thing ever. So think about that. That now is in my head going into my MRI. I can't. I couldn't handle the that. Power of the mind. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'd really have to. I'd see the Do commercial something. coming on again because I only saw it once, and I'd be like, "Change the channel, change the channel," because I don't want—I don't want it in my head. And then after my MRIs were all done, I told all the the techs. I said, "Hey, FYI, there is this commercial out there that's running yeah. that 
You know, and they said, oh, we'll probably have patients talking about that. I said, well, I don't know how you couldn't because it's horrible. It's it's absolutely the most horrible vision and it sticks in your head. So you want to talk about yeah. the power of the mind. Yeah, that's terrible. People don't think about it. No, no. Wow. What a, that's a tragedy right there. That's just dark and demented. You know, the number of things that could go wrong and people don't even realize why things are happening around them. It could be something as simple as. Uh, are you there? I'm here. Oh, it could be something as simple as that. Sorry. my. Uh, yep. I was just hearing a noise. It might have been JD. He's still here. He's going, oh, well, I left my studio door open, so it might have <laughs> been something else. But uh, yeah, I mean, things could go awry just when people won't know why, but it could be so subtle as just to things that are affecting people's subconscious minds. Well, and that's why I was talking about music. Music oh, yeah. can really get into your head. Hmm. And with movies, and again, this was a, a trailer for a movie. Think about all the times you've seen a movie, a happy movie. Yeah, and you go to bed, and the music carries into your head, or you're watching a movie, and you fall asleep with the TV on, and that music is playing in your subconscious. Yeah, it has you a know, huge effect on you. I listen to music almost every day. Uh, when I drive, I listen to the music. I listen to Hawaiian music, like at least one or two songs a week, just because our local radio station plays it, and I like it. And then. Uh, I love Caribbean well, music when I used to go on when we would go on vacation in the Caribbean. Oh, I love the, the steel drum music and the yeah. you know. You know, when I work, I listen to the radio. When I do work in the studio and doing editing, um, audio editing or uploading or whatever, uh, research, um, unless I'm watching something, I'll play songs that make me happy. That's why yes. today on the social red pill I made a post and I was like, post your happy song. And J Mill just commented. And thank you for everybody who posted uh, the songs they liked. I listened to most of them. Um, and I'll listen to this tomorrow from J Mill. A warm, any warm early to mid 70s stuff. Bellamy Brothers, Let Your Love Flow. I'll listen to that let tomorrow. Your love. <laughs> you know it? I, I, oh, yeah, there's certain songs. My husband loves the Carpenters. Anything that comes on, documentaries or whatever, just so he can hear Karen Carpenter's voice. Karen Carpenter had a very melodic beautiful voice mozart makes babies smarter sparky just said truth those are facts That's look at wild. little einsteins look at yeah. little einsteins if anybody has a child and yeah, you've ever watched little einsteins it's a fact is it's it a fact. is it a scientific uh, fact yes wow. it makes baby classical music played for um children makes them more receptive to learning hmm. just that how it is um but like i was saying too in movies, you have all these music, you have all these soundtracks. Oh, yeah. So just putting a movie, imagine putting a, a horror movie on for yeah. someone when they're healing or when they're sick. Or, imagine the impact that they're probably have. more likely to die. I'll the just music, say. the yeah. visuals. Again, yes. we, we were talking about just music, but think about visually the music, you, you know, and then you have nightmares and you're not sleeping. Who knows what could happen? And if you play them happy things, why would you play your child dramatic, tense music? You wouldn't. Right. You sing your child different little songs, you you know, happy music. Yeah, I'll write songs too and I'll sing it. So I'll combine like 
positive affirmations and having fun with singing. And it's terrible, but I do that all the time. And um, it's just a fun thing to do. Sing a little jingle and make a little joke and make a fool of yourself. It's fun. Uh, I absolutely love music. And I love that we have the Red Pill music group on the social Red Pill. Uh, people post there almost every day some music that they like. And I appreciate that. I do. I go there and I listen to a lot of the stuff. Not all of it's for me. I'm not going to pretend like it is. But uh, I listen to a lot of it and I discover new things. It's wonderful. Sorry about that. It's a great tool. Ooh, all that talking I did. Yeah. Well, we're <laughs> going to wrap things up here pretty soon. Do you have anything in closing? <laughs> Jenica took a snip of me. Took a what? Uh, she took a screenshot of me looking oh. at something. <laughs> the first, when you first, before you dropped out, you had yeah. it. And I'm like, oh, that's a good one, everybody. Get that. <laughs> I think, yeah, no, that must be the one. There's going to be all kinds of weird. Uh, there's going to be all kinds of weird screenshots they could take of me if everybody uh, yeah. goes back and watches the show. Because I was making the noises when I was talking about the MRIs. And I thought, oh, God, that's bad. Yeah. Don't take screenshots. <laughs> Oh, fuck. You know uh, what? It's okay. You know what? You guys go ahead and take screenshots. You want to yeah. make a meme of my goofy faces? There's no avoiding it. Laugh, you go right ahead. If you say don't do it, they're going to do it more. That's so okay. It's just It'll whatever. make you laugh. It'll make <laughs> yeah. me laugh. I don't have a problem yeah. with it. You go right ahead. Yeah, and I'm going to find your profile picture and just wait to see the memes I make. Not yours, so I'm talking about the people out there. Jenica. Eh, I'm just kidding. Eh. <laughs> Jenica posted it in the app. She's laughing. She did. <laughs> um, no, this was, you know, even without the with the glitches, I'm glad we were able to at least yeah. have you on here talking. That was great. You know, and I think about this stuff a lot because I care about my health and I care about other people's health too. And we cannot underestimate the power of our mind. I think everything starts there. Everything Absolutely. from just being in an okay mood to getting stuff done to motivate yourself. Yep. Uh, it all starts with your your subconscious and your conscious mind and what we do. And I need to be more mindful of that, which is why I have these conversations. Um, You're stronger than you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. And one thing we didn't talk about, but I was going to spring it on you, and I don't want to get into it now, is breathing. Oh, yes. And breathing techniques and all that. Maybe we could save that for another day and mm -hmm. talk about various things there. It's a huge part of meditation, breathing and controlling your breathing yep physiologically it just it changes you and it's remarkable mm -hmm. uh it, it and like you said people are capable of way more than they could imagine um it's just a mental switch and uh well we'll wrap it up do you have any final thoughts do have one yeah what? I'm, I'm gonna read it off of my because oh. I, I had this as a little saved thing it's a meme from a a poo a Winnie the Pooh meme, and I love it, and it's so apropos for what we're talking about. Okay. You're bigger than you believe, stronger than you seem, smarter than you think, and loved more than you will ever know. And that's everyone. Even if you don't feel loved, you're loved by someone. You're loved more than you will ever know. And I think those words are so important because people don't, you don't hear that. You don't. And I think love for yourself i think that it's underappreciated and actually kind of frowned upon in some cases but that comes to this 
thing that comes across my mind all the time and it's cockiness. And I've been thinking about this more and more because I talk about it all the time. People uh, leave comments sometimes. Oh, you know, this person's cocky. That person's cocky, regardless of who it may be. And I'm like, okay. And I've been accused of being cocky um, to my face and uh, also like online or wherever. Not a lot. I'm pretty tame, but people do say it. So I'm like, yeah, sometimes I am cocky. And I, yeah, I do love myself. And I, I tell myself that and I, and I, I'm not ashamed of that, but uh, I think that it's important to a degree because without that cockiness, you're not going to accomplish anything. It's you're not, not going to believe in yourself. Cocky. cocky is a negative word. Is you're it? Confident. Okay. You're confident in what you know. Yeah. And that's, there's so, a difference. It's like yeah. when someone told there's... me I was intimidating. Remember when we talked about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not intimidated. I'm confident in what I know. There's a difference. Cocky is said to you, just like someone told me I was intimidating because they yeah. wanted to put a negative connotation on the fact that right. I'm confident. You're not cocky. You're confident in what yeah. you know. Especially when I really know that I know and I'm trying to explain it and people are disagreeing. I'm like, I, I really about- lean to it. If I know, if I could win a bet with like a 99% certainty in my head, I yeah, I'm going to be cocky. But and- think about the person who's telling you that. Is that person trying to win their battle with you are they trying to bring you down take you down a notch yeah because they can't back up what they're saying they're not as confident as you and the only thing they can do is say you're cocky it's just a dramatic it's a dramatization uh it's bullshit or is it how you made that person feel because uh, they're not as confident in what they know yeah yeah, i'm just i'm not saying that people can't be cocky because there's oh yeah I think there's a and difference between cocky and confident. Yeah, it's like if you're super confident, you could jump over a river and you just break your leg. It's like, yeah, that was really stupid. He's really cocky and dumb. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. So it's situational, but um, yes. cockiness, I, I mean, or confidence, without that, you're not going to accomplish anything. You have to have some amount of sh- assuredness in yourself when you do yes. things and plan them out. Again, power of the mind. Yeah. Huh. I love that topic, but uh, thank you, Fig. Than you know. Fig was going to jump in earlier. I like that. Fig was going to jump in earlier, but I had no way to let you in, Fig. Um, I'm going to post that on the app, actually. You're braver than you believe, stronger than you see, smarter than you think, and loved more than you will ever know. I will post it on the app for everybody. That's awesome. So thank you, Fig, for offering to come in. We're just going to wrap it up. Maybe next time we have open lines, we'll get you in here. But I couldn't let you in because I couldn't let myself in. And I couldn't let any, I had, I didn't have control. All I had, you know, was the camera. I had Josh on the line. He was going to end the stream for us. Oh, um, but I told him everything's good now. I don't know what happened. They tell me, Oh, the sun, the sun affects your streams. Hey, they told me the sun and I told them and we made it work. It's nighttime. How's the sun affecting my stream? If the sun's up on the other side of the planet, maybe that's why. I don't, I don't know, know how it's affecting it. I don't know. Anyway, I think hey, that we improvised and made it work. I hope everybody enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank you so I, much. I hope, you know, everybody who stayed on and hung out and yeah. listened to us, <laughs> watched me like, and listened to Vince. <laughs> we appreciate I, it. Yeah. You know, I didn't realize you were still live. And I was like, wait, maybe she's still live. And I hit you up. What a realization. Hmm. Yep. Um, Wow, this was a lot of fun. And even it though was. we had these technical difficulties, this is just the minutia of live shows, folks. I apologize. And uh, 
I'll try to clean it up when we repost it over on uh, Podbean if there's anything that's weird. Um, and uh, Morning Coffee is back on Podbean now, so you guys can listen to that. I didn't post our Friday show, <clears throat> or actually, I didn't post our Monday show either because there was some uh, a video I played was really anti-Semitic from those people, so I didn't want to get in trouble. And I don't know if I would or not, but I didn't want to risk it. So I didn't post that, but Monday, I mean, Friday's morning coffee is comedy and we watch videos and stuff. So I didn't think it would be appropriate for an audio only. So if you want to catch those Friday shows that are very video heavy and meme heavy, then tune in to rumble D live or pilled or uh, yeah. wherever, wherever you can and watch those. But uh, Monday through Thursday, you'll have your coffee. You'll have your dark to light show with Josh Reed and Jim price, and you'll have your daily dose and your fringe. So if you are on the go, you could download them, be offline and listen to them or uh, in your car, hook it up. Uh, or you can enjoy the live show with the video as well and take screenshots of me and post it on the app for the whole world. We made almost an hour and a half, even with the improv. All right. Well, not bad. Because we didn't start until and- what, 840? So not bad. Yeah. For different time zones, but yeah. Yep. Um, not bad. Not bad. So uh, yeah, get... Follow us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts, rather. We're uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all those places you can find Red Pill Project and listen to all these shows. So please do that. And yeah. You going to be on After Dark? Tonight? Uh, yeah. I'll probably jump on at some point. Yeah. Are we just going to do the regular Zoom or are you doing the After Dark? I might just hop in and say hello. I have to go to Reg- bed early. I'll just do regular Zoom? On the normal Zoom that's open yeah. now. On the yeah. social Red Pill. Yeah. Normally for, for Fringe Friday after dark, we you have a different room, don't they? I don't think or so. Not anymore. I same don't one. remember. Same I one, don't same remember. one. I just log in. But Josh will be back next week, and we'll have another week of all the dramas and the conspiracies, and then we'll get back into the weekend and unwind again. We can't just focus on all that all the time. That's why we yeah. do this Friday coffee, yep. funnies, and our Fringe uh, it's to have a little bit of balance in this these crazy times. So hope you all enjoyed. Thank you so much, Roxy. You're the best. Thanks. I appreciate you very much. I love you. I'm uh, glad we were able to do it. Special shout out to me, Brenda, for the donation of a Ninja Gini. Love to all from Australia. Thank you so much. Ooh, yeah. Uh, shout out to Grandma Revolt, Black Jester, Jenica, Grits, and everybody else who donated who I may have missed because of technical difficulties earlier in the Let show. Let me see if I got anybody on here. Nope, I don't see anybody on my little thing. But again, without, technical difficulties weren't oh gosh. just what everybody was doing. Yeah, you know, without you guys, we could not make this possible. So thank you so much for supporting everything we do at the Redfield Project, supporting decentralized news and media, and uh, keeping us going. Maybe I could get a better router or <laughs> something. I don't know what the hell. But uh, at least we're good now, and we'll keep the show on the road. Uh, with that, everybody take care. We'll see you tonight on fringe on socialredpill.com. If you're, if you don't have access because you're not a $5.99 member, uh, or better then uh, send me a message. You could try it out or you could sign up, uh, for free for like a free two weeks uh, trial. And the link will be in the subscription group in the featured posts. If you can't find it, send me a message on the social red pill. I'll get you in there. We're just going to have a casual conversation. Uh, We could continue this conversation or we could go off the rails. I don't recommend going into politics and all this stuff on Fridays. Yeah, Fridays we don't talk politics. We we try not to. We try to keep it light and uh, 
we could talk about aliens and Bigfoot and the subconscious mind and health and these kinds of things. That's all fun. And I hope to see you all there tonight. I want to thank everybody for all the encouraging words in the chat. I did see um, some of them, you know, we were talking and I was trying to keep the show rolling, but thank you for all the encouraging words through the difficulties tonight. That was very, <laughs> you're a natural Roxy. I very much appreciate it. <laughs> it's a little bit nerve wracking. And so yes. I appreciate it, Roxy, for rolling with the flow of, chaos uh yeah you did very well and uh i'm glad we got to have our show i was like red i was this close to canceling it but i couldn't <laughs> i was like what do we do and yeah. it would have just been a blank screen uh all night so it turned out very well uh anyway uh post your feel-good songs on the social red pill music group so we could all share and enjoy throughout our days and listen to i didn't even music. know we had a music group i gotta get in there there's a music group you name it, there's probably a group for it. And if there's not, we can make one. Yep. It's like the Wild West over there on the social red pill. <laughs> so anyway, everybody, thank you. Roxy, thank you. Take care, everybody. Thanks. We'll see Good you night. soon. We'll be back with Josh before you know it. Have a great weekend. Peace. <laughs>